0: check check the opinions expressed on this podcast should be construed only as the opinions of the respective opiners and some content may not be appropriate for little dragons discretion is advised
1: I can't never stop working hard each day I feel I have to improve
0: hard work determination I've got to keep Myself. Hello and welcome to Hachia, the only podcast that's broadcast for the badass with a brain and hopefully a sense of humor. Episode fifty-five, recorded uh, September seventh, twenty fourteen, starts now.
1: now. <laughs> Hachi no dachi, bitches.
0: Yeah. Who? How you doing, Craig?
1: Doing all right. I appreciate that candy cane, or no? What was it? Cotton candy. That's right. You brought me a little cotton candy for an appetizer to help <laughs> warm me up, and I do appreciate it.
0: Uh, huh. Back to the cotton candy again, are we?
1: No, it was just you know you brought it back with a with a callback, and I was like, hey, hachi no dachi,
0: hachi no dachi. <clears throat> well, folks, so uh, we're we're running behind today. Yes, uh, we are. So we're going to make this a quick intro. That's right. We're just going to tell you what we got going on. Um, what do we got going on Craig? Little Hachi, No Dachi oh,
1: and I tried that uh, last time. evidently, evidently we're doing we're,
0: either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're working on some
0: throws. We're, we have a special guest in the virtual studio, I believe. Uh we will very shortly anyway. Uh Sambo Steve is coming back on with us. Excellent, so excellent. We're going to do a deep dive on throws. We thought it be nice to have someone who's a a bit more of an expert on those suckers than we are
1: right or at least it also that guy knows probably the names like we probably both have a bunch of throws but i don't know names for them.
0: yeah i'm not the best at that either so yeah fair enough
1: and then you got some mail and some news Um, and
0: definitely got some news uh we have been getting mail most of it is uh going into the hopper for the uh relationships episode sweet we've done uh We've got uh, four or five of those now. Good so deal. We're pretty much what we're shooting for, but uh, it's going to be another week or two. But before we record that, so keep sending them in, people, and I will keep sending you stickers. The first batch has already gone out. Um, Excellent. If you get yourself some high stickers, put them on something. Put them on something. And take a picture of it and post it over to the Facebook page.
1: Well, that's right. That would uh, be great.
0: Craig's uh, sticker outfit. We'll try to get a picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> put that up there for you, too. Indeed. All right, well, look, let's just go ahead and rip through the Champagne Lounge real fast right. and uh, get Steve on the line. We haven't done this in a little while, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be good to talk to him again. Maybe we'll get an update on uh, the state of MMA in New York, too. That'd be great. If, if there has been any movement on that. Um, okay, yeah, that, that about does it. It does. We're just going to get on with the damn show.
1: Yes, we are. higher bitches. Back at <laughs> you in a minute.
0: Comes. I'm not saying this for the sake of it I'll take so
1: much and then I'll have to quit I know how I feel, I know how I feel The words don't fit I can't speak, I can't speak, I can't speak I think I've lost the art of conversation Things are looking bleak. easy on me i don't know what's wrong with me Please
0: be gentle with me all right it folks we're back me. and once again we've got Sambo Steve in the house Woo-hoo. say say Woo-hoo. <laughs> say hi ya Steve
2: <laughs> hi ya hi all right
0: you'll have to excuse me folks i'm a little bit frazzled today but i'm gonna get through this yeah <laughs> with it's the right. help of my friends here and your sparkling seltzer water it's over there sparkling seltzer maybe that's my problem I'm not hammered
2: I'm, yeah, yeah i'm thinking that's well, what it is you got, gotta go to the seltzer lounge <laughs> that's
0: right <laughs> hey as long as it's sparkling it counts hey. that's it um Okay, so we brought Steve on this time specifically to help us sort out stances. Uh, not no. stances. Damn it! <laughs> this See, ain't I told last, week, was last week, brother. Last <laughs> week yeah. we did stances. Um, actually, I did want to touch on that real quick. We're going to do throws this time uh, and do a little deep dive on that. Uh, but stances we, do play a part in that. Yeah. Before we get to the throws, I, I just wanted to ask: Does in uh, Sambo, do you have anything akin to what you see in traditional martial arts as far as stance?
2: training? Well, I, I actually listened to I listened to your stance episode, and there was definitely a lot of stuff that was related to throws to today's topic. But um, we don't we don't really have what you would consider a stance training. I mean, I myself, but um, you know, over the years in other martial arts, but uh, nothing like that in Sambo.
0: Okay. Yeah. No I mean, static stance training. Yep. You've got yeah, stances, no, yeah, yeah. but there's no formalized training of stance X and stance Y and so forth. No.
2: Yeah. I mean, we obviously have stances. I mean, we right. work our various stances and, and a lot of the stances you guys were talking about in the last episode really, you know, we do as well. It's just we look at them more as transitional moments in yeah. time, you know? Yeah. But uh, we do them. We just don't do them in, in a static sort of line drill kind of way.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and use that segue and move on into these, uh, these throws here. The tossing about, if you will. Oh, yes. Um, so I was, uh, I was looking at Wikipedia. Of course, that's always where you go if you want <laughs> get to the, get the hard, cold facts on anything. But uh, their little page on Is throws uh, hasn't broken down into about six categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if this sounds about right to you. You got your shoulder yep. throws. You got leg throws, reaps, and trips. Hip right. throws, sacrifice throws, and pickups.
2: Yeah. I mean, that that's it's not incorrect. I mean, for example, like the way that we train throws would be um, leg-to-leg throws. Uh, and I'm just going to include takedowns in, in this too. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so it would be leg-to-leg, hand-to-leg, body-to-body, you know. Um, and... Basically, those are kind of the three options you have, either leg attacking leg to un- to take somebody down, your arms attacking somebody's legs, or your, you know, sort of clinching like arms and arms oriented throws like uh, Greco-Roman type stuff, you know? Yeah. So so a lot of that stuff like the hip throws or the shoulder throws would, would, would sort of body to body type of throw and not uh, my hands touching your legs or my legs touching your legs.
1: Right, that makes sense because you you obviously have a contact point, and from there it's a point of leverage and perhaps distraction or whatever it might be. You yeah. can't have your hands down on their knee and say, "Yeah, I'm going to do a shoulder throw from this point." No, it's not really going to happen so much.
2: <laughs> now that doesn't mean you can't combine, you know, uh, body and, and body to body and leg to leg or body to body and, and hand to leg or any of those. Oh, of course. But the three basic would be them.
0: The, oh, sorry, Scott glitched there. Uh, those three basics.
2: Yeah, I was a- gonna say there's there's nothing stopping you from combining those three. Okay, you know, right? Like, uh, maybe uh, like a um, uh, a leg sweeping throw, leg sweeping hip throw. You know, where I come in for hip throw, but then I use my leg to to kind of get you up and over if I need to. That would be uh, sort of hybrid. You know, somewhere in the middle of those two.
0: Uh, right, and even maybe like some of the things we were talking about in stances, for instance there 's a little throw that I like where you basically slip in and just set in a horse stance behind someone as you 're bumping them with your body, so sure. it 's a body and a you know why don 't we uh,
1: take yeah. a, a short step backward just for a minute because there's uh, i 'm sure some of our listeners that uh, perhaps don 't really get into many throws in their arts or they might have the potential for throws in the movements that they 're learning don 't realize there 's hidden throws in there. Maybe classify like for us, we in in Northern Shaolin, at least in my in my class, I I differentiate throws and something we call laydowns, where you know I guess the differentiation might be what they called in Wikipedia the pickup um, versus you know uh, manipulating their body to literally lay them on the ground, but obviously not with loving tender care. Sure. So yeah, would.
2: So an example maybe of what you're talking about, like a way down – like we have a principle in Sambo called loading, Mm -hmm. which is basically using gravity, right? Right. Loading my weight on you and using that to take you down. Uh, So it wouldn't really fall into one of those categories. So maybe it is sort of a fourth category. Like maybe a Tomanage, you know, like the Captain Kirk throw or a sacrifice throw, where I drop my body down and kick you up over my head. <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> something the like G that. The cheese
1: throw you see in all like the ninja movies and everything—he's coming with yeah, the
0: sword, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. just kick him over your head—so easy one. Yeah. Edge. yeah, yeah, And by nature, a sacrifice throw as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Any of those? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of throws where you're drop just dropping your body weight and bringing the guy down with you.
0: Oh yeah.
1: yeah even we'll, we might do something like that from a basic arm lock position we have a nice arm lock where we've uh brought the arm low uh and of course their head and then we bring the knee up and drop the entire body using the knee on their elbow yep. so we drop to the ground and they go down to yeah, yeah yeah sure
0: yeah and also in you know modern uh Uh, sport martial arts you see a lot of that especially with the prominence of brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff people want to get you on the ground and they'll just kind of hang on and lay down any way possible if they can take you with them
2: yeah i mean i think the difference between that approach and like uh something that you would want to use in a non-sport environment would be you know a throw where you end up on top obviously right you know and what
1: environment would you not (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, in the ring you can
0: be on the bottom and be just fine. That's why I don't go to the ring, bro.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're if you're really good, you can be there in a in a non-sport fight too, but I mean just sort of my feeling about throws and takedowns is that um I want to end up on top or end up still standing. Right. And 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 the rules in Sambo sort of um uh foster that because we, we have something that's similar to like an ippon in judo, you mm-hmm. know, like a perfect throw. Right. The, the difference being where in judo, let's say I do a, uh, a throw, you hit the ground first, and you still roll me over and end up uh, on top of me, for example, but I'll still win by ippon because you hit the ground first on your back.
1: Ah, uh, right? yeah. But
2: right. you, can't do, you can't win that way in sambo. In sambo, you have to remain standing. So Mm. you have to throw the guy. He has to land flat on his back, and you have to remain on your feet. That's the only way you can win with a throw in in sports, Sambo, anyway.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah, shuai Jiao is pretty much the same thing. You can't let your hand – you can't have three points of contact with the ground, basically. You've lost. Yep. Um, well let's let's start out with something really basic because again I think there's a lot of traditionalists in the audience who may not have as nearly as much experience with throwing as somebody like you where it's a central piece of, of what your your system is sure and um, you know I, even myself I've found over time that like, I had to go in and extract some of the throws from the system I wasn't even taught them in some cases they were there they were, you know.
1: Which is not what your teacher focused on in teaching. Right,
0: and you know, if you're doing classes in the park, like for instance, you might do a lot of setups for throws, but you don't throw somebody down very often because, you know, you're on a basketball court. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so let's go, let's start out with something really simple uh, at first. Like, uh, what what do you think the most basic, simplest throw uh, is? You can be specific to Sambo or just in general because I know you've got a broad range of experience here.
2: Well, I There are a couple of throws – I mean in terms of what I think everybody should spend the most time trying to master, uh, I spend a lot of time on on foot sweeps and various foot sweeps. I, I find – in fact, we were just talking about it in, in training today. Like, I'll often say the foot sweep is like the jab of throws. Hmm. That is your range finder. That's how you see how your opponent responds to you. That's how you can – get them off balance if not complete the throw and the foot sweep is a great setup for pretty much any other kind of throw that you want to do so we spend a lot of time on foot sweeps the problem is foot sweeps are one of the most complicated throws because it's it's not a, a, a muscle or strength oriented <laughs> throw it's very much about timing and mm-hmm. finesse and takes a lot of practice
0: well so, a, a big part of that of uh, foot sweeps is Putting the person's weight in the right place, right, so you have to learn yeah. the whole setup too
2: yeah, yeah, you've got to learn how to move your opponent in the way that you want and or to read their movements if they're moving or you know in some cases you don't have to move them they're moving already
1: they set it up and, for you right yeah,
2: and in some cases, you have to move them where you want them to be if, if somebody's a little more rooted than you know than you would like them to be, for example, so for me um Foot sweeps are part of every single class. You know, every every uh, sambo class where we're doing formal training with the with the jacket on. Uh, it's called a kurtka in Russian, but it's hmm. a gi. You know, and um, we start every uh, class with grip fighting, mm-hmm. just grip fighting, no throwing at all, just just, just manipulating grips. Hmm. And then we move into grip fighting and foot sweeps, and then from there we'll go into whatever uh throw we happen to be working at the time you know
0: right right so how do you uh how do you teach integrating the grip fighting and the foot sweeps like uh, when you when you say okay now you can add in foot sweeps what are you know what sure. are the basic things you do
2: well um so first you have to start with grip fighting right because you will never get any good throw if you're not good with grips how would you
1: with Explain. I mean, the three of us kind of grab, understand what you're saying. Sure. Grab what you're saying. But let's say we have some taekwondo folks, or or yeah. you know, whatever. How would you uh, describe what grip fighting means to the you know layman?
2: Well, uh, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I always assume people know what I'm talking talking about. <laughs> right. So, yeah, grip fighting. It, you and I are. We have no physical contact right now. Mm-hmm. I decide I want to throw you I have to establish some kind of contact right. you know so in a sport where there's uh, clothing it, it involves establishing a grip okay. uh, my gripping your jacket or shirt or if it's you know whatever it is if it's on the street um, and using that to my advantage to move you in a particular way that I want hmm. you know um, and to control your movements in a way that I want and for and it usually involves controlling the shoulders and hips, just pretty much like like anything else right. in in fighting. Uh, so before any throw will happen, you and I have to have that first engagement, you know. And that first engagement actually starts before we physically touch each other. I'm gonna. This goes back to your last week's episode. I'm gonna. Wa- I'm gonna look at your stances. I'm gonna see what position your body's in, and that's mm. gonna dictate usually what kind of initial grip i'm going to try and get right and um one of the one of the mistakes i i feel a lot of beginners make with grip fight is that they may practice a throw from a particular grip let's say um you know collar and and elbow Mm -hmm. right right? like a, a, a standard grip and then they'll train themselves to think of a particular throw associated with a particular grip, and then they'll rush in and try and get that grip right away. <laughs> right. You know, like I need to get that grip. You know, so whatever the grip is, that they're going to rush in and try and get it. Which is why I spend a lot of time on just grip fighting, where the first thing you do is just establish any grip. Hmm. And I, and my metaphor is always that uh, grip fighting is you know, you may know that up a few branches is where I want that final grip to be where i know i can nail a good throw but i've still got to establish some kind of grip with you to start with and work my way up to get right. the grip that i want you know
0: yeah and when you uh if if you were involving striking in this um you know it sort of changes the whole gripping game how mm-hmm. uh, how do you uh, teach people to to translate it from you know a sporting square off and you know both sure. people grab to when there's striking involved
2: well, then, then we start doing grip fighting where we allow knees and uh, dirty boxing, for example. You know, like if, if we're training for combat sambo, the, the sport version of combat sambo, which is essentially, for the layman, it's like an MMA with a jacket on. Right. <laughs> right so we can, we can throw and we can do all the stuff you can do in sports sambo, but you can punch and kick and knee and, and do all that other stuff. Um, so if you really want somebody to understand the importance of controlling grips you just say all right we're going to do grip fighting but now you're going to be allowed to knee each other too Mm. you know and knees will often lead into really good foot sweeps which brings us back to uh you know to where we started (laughs) yeah Yeah. knees are going to get you a good knee will get you hunched over off of balance and then usually that same leg that i just need you with will Follow up immediately with a foot right no.
1: the knee strike is not even really about the knee strike at all, it's about what's coming next, yeah
2: yeah well it, I mean it it's can about, be about the knee too yeah the one of the the principles of Sambo if you're is really that the strikes are happening on the way to my takedown, right to my exactly time, right. I mean, you can you can generally say that combat sambo the philosophy would be take down, throw, finish, mm-hmm. and and strikes just happen to end up in there. Like, so if I want to grab uh, your, let's say I want to do like a two on one, right? Like my right. two arms on your one arm from mm-hmm. the inside. So let's say you reach your arm <laughs> and you grab my left shoulder or my left collar or something. Yes. And I want I want to turn to the inside and, and hug that arm with both of my arms so I can do let's say a back trip or something like that. Gotcha. I may hook you do a hook to the body on the way to getting that other arm oh, underneath yeah. your arm. Or if I want to go over the top of your arm, let's say with with my cross side arm, I may elbow you in the face on the way to securing that arm
1: and those also so, help turn the opponent's body in the same direction that you're wanting to go to make the throw easier aside from just doing damage
2: absolutely absolutely so and if you watch even modern combat sports one of the, my biggest pet peeves is that guys are training let's say a striking style and they're then probably training wrestling right and then they're training jujitsu you know, it's like sort of the standard formula, right? Is Muay mm. Thai wrestling, jujitsu, right? And there, and there are obviously a lot of great fighters who don't fall into that formula, like Ronda Rousey, for example, or Kung Lee, or right. people who come from other styles. But the sort of mainstream formula is that Muay Thai wrestling, jujitsu, and oftentimes it's those transitional moments between the the Muay Thai and the wrestling, and the wrestling and the jujitsu that they don't have a, a coach that's Able to help bridge that gap for them, right? And that's one of the advantages, at least in my opinion, to combat sambo because now you have a style that has always incorporated all three. You know, Uh the rules. The rules may be different, but we're used to switching ranges all the time.
0: Yeah, and the segues are a natural part of the art, as opposed to just being like a like a jump cut from one to the next. Right. Yeah. Somebody can tell you just flipped your switch. Now you're going for the you know for the single leg. You're not going to try to hit me because you just set yourself up like. You know yeah you're in grappling mode
2: yeah
1: totally i'll tell you it, it, one of the things too that has always kind of annoyed me like within the chinese arts uh, the trish, traditional arts you know we have these like four classification of types of moves ti da Nashwai, you know a kick a punch um a, a grab and a throw and mm-hmm. it's like yeah they're they're classifications but if you look in the anatomy of, a, of an encounter um it's also the progression of an encounter Footwork yep. sets up your strikes, which sets up your grips, which then sets up your throws. You know, it, it absolutely it, it just progresses naturally that way.
2: And yeah. I, I don't think any style has a monopoly on that. I mean, that's just a good way to engage a, a, an encounter with another human being. Mm-hmm. And on all the in different styles have just figured out different ways of um, of solving that problem. And like you said, I think in in your conversation before uh, before we were online is that. You know, a lot of stuff is taught, and people don't under, even understand exactly what they're teaching. Because I, I have a kung fu background, you know, and then mm. um, and then and before that, I did taekwondo and stuff. And we and before that, I did Shotokan, and we used to do all these katas and line drills. And it wasn't until I actually started um, competing in Chao and then later in in Sambo and training Sambo that I understood the throws that they were showing me before. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that I never knew they were throwing showing me that you know I was like oh like that the the throw that you're talking about from the horse stance where you kind of scoot behind the guy right in um in samba that's called patsat, and patsat in russian just means to sit
1: uh, yeah exactly
2: it's, it's called a sitting throw you know yeah. mm-hmm. where you just you know, you, you manipulate the guy so you can get that leg behind him and you sit. Some people call it a park bench because yeah. uh, you're sitting and the guy comes over backwards. It, you right. drop
1: ass and down they go. <laughs>
2: That's Proper it. positioning, That's yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh,
0: there's, a, there's a great thrill occasionally. Like, you know, my Bagua teacher was very good and knew the material inside out, but, you know, they're not going to teach you everything. No one person knows everything in a system like that. And it, for you. It, Well, no, not me either. But it's always a thrill when I come up, especially with a throw, when I find a throw that I didn't realize was there before because I'm just like, well, let me do this closer to the person than I usually do or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, look, it's a brilliant little throw. Uh, yep.
2: <laughs> well, there's there's lots of, like, um, some of the stuff you were talking about last week with the the, the penetration steps and, and little um, foot sweeps and hooks that mm-hmm. you can do by leaning. You know, let's say if I if I'm hooking your cross-side foot with – Yeah, I'm hooking your right foot with my right foot, and then I'm kind of leaning into that bow stance and kind of buckling your knee a little bit. Exactly. I've I've learned that pretty much in every style that I've ever studied. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Schwajgau, they call that leg biting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And and that little foot hook in Russian is called uh, zatsep. It just means hook to hook.
0: Ah, cool. And
2: um, it's it's everywhere. You know. Mm -hmm. So. I think the difference is training methods. And, and a lot of people just don't train it live. So they never really will. Be, you know, they may practice their kata or their forms or whatever, and they'll intellectually know, okay, and this is where I do a fireman carry, you know? <laughs> right. Because right. It, it's like in Tai Chi. In, in, in Tai Chi, there's that beautiful uh, low, deep stance. Return where you're
1: the arm, mountain. It, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's that's a fireman carry. But how many of those people are actually practicing fireman carries? Exactly. You know, they may say, this is a fireman carry, but I don't see the old Chinese people out. fireman carrying each other in the in the basketball court behind <laughs> right. the, the building. You know? it's yeah, hilarious.
1: it's hilarious. Like one of the um, the the most beginner of northern, just general northern uh, forms that they even use in compulsory wushu. It's called Wu Chen and it's you know just to go over the five basic stances. And I mean, I've never heard anybody, at least online, mention this, but there's straight up a hidden single leg takedown in the this cheesy little form and you never see anybody you know bring it up but i'm like dude there's gold in them there hills you know just gotta find it
2: yeah no it is and and it it's about the training that's what it comes down to you gotta find you can uh and a training partner and even if your teacher doesn't really do it often mm-hmm. just ask you know hey let's buy a crash pad and start practicing this stuff you know yeah
0: yeah, it's something I need to do. It's just hard to lug one of those to the park and back. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, my my sambo coach, we never had crash pads. He was kind of old school. Half the time we were on wooden floors in the old ice. Yeah. And um you really learn how to fall when that's where you're you're practicing, you know? Yeah. And we would do a lot of outdoor stuff in the park, you know, throwing each other in the park. And um Obviously, clear the area. Make sure there's no broken glass or anything like that. <laughs>
0: or Children chasing baseballs. <laughs> yeah,
2: dog poop. You know, hey, that's whatever. the most important, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and and, and this kind of goes back to the whole original topic of your show: is the throwing is like you got to practice falling before you practice throwing. You know, right. That's uh, super important.
1: Some of those arts really uh, focus on that. Like in your, the beginning of your training, what did they call it, Utami or something like that? You know? Yeah,
2: yeah. In judo, in Japanese, it's ukemi.
1: Mm, That's it. Yeah.
2: We, uh, we, it's even if we're just doing a class that has nothing to do with throwing, we still start every class. That's part of our warm up: forward rolls, tumbling. Tumbling is very big in 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 sambo as part of the drilling and warm up. You know. Mm. Um, just constantly rolling, side falling, back falling, break falling, just over and over again. I mean, even if you never compete in Sambo, you know. I mean, one funny story is I had this uh, student of mine. He's works for the DEA. And he came in. Um, oh. that They ended up chasing a perp. And there was a, a stop sign that had fallen over. And he and his partner were chasing this guy. They both tripped over the stop sign. His partner broke both of his wrists, right? By by, by posting, and my student just tuck and roll, got up and kept running. Kept running, nice. That's real self defense. Yes, you know? it is. I mean, that's that's not like movie self defense where I'm going to do some fancy stuff. That's like what most people today will have to deal with in self defense is like falling off your bike or falling off a skateboard or something like that. You
0: know? Yeah, being able to land soft is important and they're fairly simple skills once you've learned them like you know i had not done much throwing for a long time i got into that shuai jiao class and you Mm -hmm. know the the, i had to adjust it a little bit but the same basic break falls that i learned in ishinru you know when i was 15 years old it just came right back out and i I was relieved because i'm old and i'll break now if they throw me down (laughs) too hard and i don't land right
2: that's when the sacrifice throws are nice for us old guys and we just want to sit (laughs) i'm gonna
1: sit down now
2: (laughs) yeah totally but i just had a guy uh uh antonio gracefo i don't know if you know who he is Uh, you should look him up on youtube his screen name is the brooklyn monk but he is um i know he's funny he's a cool dude he's uh training at um university of shanghai uh, uh, getting his Ph.D. in sports science. And he's on the B team for their national Shui team. He trains with those guys. Nice. And um, he he's from Brooklyn, though. He was just in town, and he spent a couple of, like, two weeks training at our gym because over there they don't do any um, grappling. Grappling is just not at all a big thing in China, you know, like the mat work, the submissions and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. And um, so he was trying to get, get a little bit of work on that. And then, of course, we were doing throwing and stuff but um i love wrestling with him it was great because you know i mean falling and wrestling wrestling is wrestling put a jacket on take it off doesn't really matter yeah you know, the principles are all there
0: yeah um now when you take the jacket off there's a point we could talk about a little bit um you know what sort of adaption is necessary to uh to make the same material work on somebody that doesn't have a nice heavy cotton, you know, garment on that you can grab. Right. It might be sweaty and slippery as an eel. Like I tend to be if I've stepped outside for more than five minutes.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's, <sighs> that's, well, that, that becomes much more of a challenge, right? So there are obviously fewer handles and fewer grips that you will use. Um, and that's when the wrestling training comes really important. You know, it becomes really uh, critical, uh, you know, there's only so many ways you can tie up on somebody. It's like double underhooks, let's say like a Greco type of thing. Right. Double overhooks over their arms, uh, collar tie. Right. You know, head and head and arm like a moi tie, like a plum, two two hands on the back of the neck. Um, I personally really love over and under grip, one over and one under, because to me that approximates best uh, a jacket, the control of the shoulders. Gotcha and I can really I find with an over and under I can really steer somebody left or right a lot easier than I can with the mm. uh, double underhooks which for me is m- a much more of a strength move where I'm going to really drive in and lift you up where I might have done when I was a little younger right but um but any of those any of those uh upper body clinches over and under double unders double overs then you can go back to what we we're talking about before your you know your foot to foot work and um, combination of hand-to-foot and foot-to-foot work, usually you start with a foot-to-foot and then if the guy evades it, you follow up with a hand-to-foot is oftentimes the way it works. Like if I go for an inner reaping throw or a inside trip, mm-hmm. uh, same side, my right leg to your left leg, right,
1: uh,
2: dr- right dropping to my knee and hooking behind you, mm-hmm. usually if, if you step out of it, you step backwards, Your right foot
1: is right there. Yeah, you're going to cross right it now. For,
2: yeah, your right foot is there for an ankle pick right away. So um and that's the other thing about throws is that you have to practice throws in combination like everything else.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I do, what I find uh and you know this sort of ties in with uh, the the hard to grip thing too. <clears throat> Like at Bagua, there's a lot of throws that are just done en passant with a strike, basically. Yep. Like a basic single change, you can slap somebody's arm out of the way when they're reaching for you or punching, and you basically just wrap their neck and turn and walk yeah. and keep going, you know, and yeah, drop absolutely. them that way. Um, and, you know, setting... setting <laughs> it's funny, we're trying to talk about throws and we've spent almost as much time talking about setting them up and how this... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but... Shit, I kinda uh, lost well, my thread. Go ahead, Steve.
2: I was gonna say nothing's in iso. nothing is in isolation. You can't talk about throws without talking about all this other stuff. Right. I mean, my coach used to say and now I say, I, I say it <laughs> as if he's dead, but he's actually still alive and teaching. So it's like but
0: we he, won't tell my, him you stole his best material.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, and I continue to really preach this, is that stand up grappling, that grip fighting and that clinching is no different than mat grappling in principle you know the arm work is the same the arm drags are the same the gripping is the same the only difference is you're vertical instead of horizontal mm-hmm. uh, you know vertical for the throws horizontal for the mat work but like for example jiu-jitsu guys Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys they may not train a lot of throws but they'll train what uh, a lot of sweeps meaning turnovers mm-hmm. right? like if I'm in guard and then I'm gonna sweep you onto your back Pretty much every single sweep is a throw. The only difference is you're just kind of using only the hips and the upper part of your legs, you know, and you're not standing. But the grips and the manipulation of the shoulders and the manipulation of the hips, it's no different than what you would do standing to throw somebody. So one of the ways that, for example, I'll teach, let's say, a BJJ guy who comes to the gym who's been doing BJJ for years but has never thrown anyone – I'll tell them, uh, tell me what your favorite sweep is. And then, okay, go on the mat, sit on your butt, sweep me. And then I'll say, all right, now stand up. I'm going to show you that exact throw. Right. That's the throw. It's this, and then it, a light bulb clicks off in their head that, oh, well, wow, it's the same exact thing, you know, just a little lower to the ground. That's
0: right. It. Right. Yeah. Well, how do you uh... – <clears throat> Do you teach, uh, or when you're teaching this stuff, like you, you say you have to do them in combinations, right? It's sure. So, like you know, if you're if you're practicing your boxing, you'll do combinations, you know, jab, jab, yeah. right, whatever. Um, are there any particular combinations of throws, like one leading to the next to the next, like a sweep to a leg pick, or uh, sure. to this thing that that you found are really useful or stand out?
2: Yeah, yeah. The the high percentage ones are. Uh in I guess in judo they would call it an advancing foot sweep where I'm I'm sweeping your the front of your lead you know with the same side so right. my right foot is sweeping your left foot. Um so that'll be let's just use that as the starting point. Let's say I, I go to sweep your left foot, you step over it, I miss. Or or I my range is off and I miss completely. Right. But usually what that does is it leaves my bless you it leaves Thank my you. right foot between your legs so from that point i either can go for an inside trip mm-hmm. right i can go for a sweep on the the other foot um uh i one of my favorites what we were working today is the failed foot sweep to drop shoulder throw you know because he steps around to avoid my sweep he's halfway behind me already so if i just turn and drop drop shoulder throw him right from there he's going over he can almost not stop it you know right so uh, and and if you're training for sport um, what we'll do is we'll just pick two or three combinations and that's all we do for months and months and months you know and I'll have a guys going into the tournament and that's the only comment I I took this kid to his first tournament it was a sambo tournament up in Montreal and for about four months I only had him doing foot sweep throw combinations foot sweep drop shoulder throw foot sweep drop shoulder throw over and over for months right and he, and he got everybody up there with it everybody. Nice. you know <laughs> i mean you to be a good fighter you really only need a handful of techniques yeah to be a, to be a good teacher you need to know all that stuff right but if it's just about being a successful fighter you know a couple of throws that you're just awesome
1: at, know the timing inside and out, how to read your opponent, all that. Yeah. Set it up, yeah. I mean,
2: take, take like my student Riley Bodycomb. Everybody knows that he's a leg lock guy, that he does uh, scissor takedowns, um, you know, in Japanese, Kani Basami, right? Right. Uh, so everybody knows that's his thing. Rolling knee bars, scissor takedowns, and he finishes with leg locks. Once in a while, he, he'll do flying arm bars and sneak one in there. <laughs> But everybody knows it, and they still get it, <laughs> and, he, and he still gets it. Like he just, he just took gold in the Abu Dhabi Pro Division, right? Nice um, for his for qualifiers for the the World Tournament, and he beat um, a black belt, uh, a BJJ black belt from um, uh, I forget from a guy from Jersey, and um, really high level coach. And the guy came up to him after really cool he's like, "Dude, I own all your dVDs. I knew you what you were going to do to me, and you still did it to me
1: that's awesome
2: but that's that's what you got to do yeah you, know, you just got to drill it till it's in there
0: yeah, don't show me your ten thousand forms, show me the one you know the one technique you've practiced ten thousand times
2: yeah <clears throat> that's uh, it that's it
0: so um how do you uh, do? You recommend certain types of throws as being better for different body styles, for instance. Like you know, if you know all the throws because you're a teacher that are in your system, right? Sure. But if somebody came in and was uh, you know four foot eleven and a fireplug, what would you show him as opposed to the guy who comes in and he's six foot six and like a stork?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, that's one of the things I love about sambo. At least my experience in it, it it's very much about tailoring the technique to your body, hmm. you know, whereas I've found that, that a lot of, in a lot of traditional, like let's say judo, for example, it's about tailoring your body to the technique, you know? Right. And um, so I really appreciate when I trained with my coach and then when I go to Russia where they'll tell you straight up, don't even bother with that throw. It's not for you, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll help. A student pick what works for them, you know. Uh, tall, tall guys, obviously, foot sweeps are real important. Tall guys, <laughs> uh, uh, big what? What would we? What in sambo we'll call? Let's say a podnoshka, which is a trip or like a front trip, And then in Japanese that'd be like a Tayatoshi. like the big long sort of bow stance of guy's legs. And um, you know, tall guys, those are perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Short, stocky guys like me and uh littler guys i i will actually do a lot of like the drop shoulder throws or like the the ones where you got to duck under inside trips uh ankle picks like low singles and doubles things like that mm-hmm. it's tar- it's hard for a tall guy to take a shot and drop a level that low to grab somebody's legs yep. you know to do a pickup
0: right so you uh teach that guy to pick the foot up to him with his yeah, long exactly. right yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Totally. <laughs> that's his advantage he's got he's got range on me you
0: know right are there um you know are there throws uh that are well are there throws that are too dangerous for the ring and are there throws that uh, that was a weird way of putting that but you're just gonna have to deal with it yeah yeah it's all good or um or you know are there throws that you you know can make more dangerous, that are safe in the ring, for instance, if, if you do them one sure. way. But if yeah. you're doing them for self-defense, you adjust so the guy lands on his head instead of his back. Uh, talk yep. about some of that gray area with throws and, and how you can adjust them to to scale them up or down on the violence scale.
2: Sure, sure. It reminds me, it's funny, it reminds me of my coach, who was sort of, as much as I love him, he was, a very, he was sort of a little old-school misogynist. You know, like we right. mm-hmm. would be in class if he, if he had a, a woman in class, he'd be like, no standing throws on. the." And he would he would put his hands around his abdomen and go, she must have children one day. No hard impact. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like totally. And, you know, try telling that to Ronda Rousey, you know, no, no hard impact <laughs> throws. But right. Um, yeah. Thro- this this kind of goes into like uh, the conversation. Like you're talking about self-defense and all this stuff in the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. To me, to me, self defense or like fighting, non fighting versus sport fighting is a matter of intention. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of knowing your environment and being uh, able to adapt a technique for that environment. Right? right. So if I do, if I do a shoulder throw the proper way, where your shoulder is nice and bent and your arm is nice and bent over my body so I don't arm bar you in the process <laughs> yeah, wrapped no, around that, you like
0: a guitar strap. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. That's the nice way of doing it. But for the not nice way, all I gotta do is turn your arm around and do it against the elbow. It's yeah. the same exact throw. Yeah. You know? Hip throw. If I do or head and arm throw. You know, if I wrap you like you were talking about, I wrap the guy's neck, you got his arm and you and you throw him. If I do that from behind you, it's the same exact throw, but I'm pulling you backwards. I'm pulling your neck backwards mm-hmm. over, you know. Right. So like uh I spend most of my 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 approach to teaching people to 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 fight for non sport is that they have to do some sport. They they just have to, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna get the skill development. You know, um, if you spend all your time taking the reality based self defense classes or whatever, where you cannot actually beat up on your partner, you can't practice. Yeah, I mean, how many of you have? out there listening have actually stuck a thumb in someone's eye you probably have <laughs> right. most of you yet people talk about it like it's so easy like oh I'm just gonna stick my finger in their eye it's like not that easy man and if you yeah. haven't actually done it it can be kind of freaky I guess I mean I haven't done it you know so I've touched I,
0: several eyeballs in class it's always accidental you know somebody moves <laughs> in closer than you thought or whatever but it's icky when you get your finger on an eyeball yeah it really yeah, is yeah. <laughs> your instinct and, 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 is not to drive it on through to the back of their skull.
2: Yeah. yeah, and that's for everything. That's like with the throat attacks and all the other stuff. It's not mm-hmm. that that stuff's not effective, but if you're not training it, then you won't do it. You know? Exactly. So it's like you take your sport training very seriously and then you have a couple of sessions a week where we we do the combat sambo classes where we change it up and take everything you're learning there and start to modify you know okay well now we're going to do it differently you know like with grappling for example you know um get them get them to start grappling and then i'll, to- I'll toss the shock knife out on the mat and just say all right if you can grab it you can use it
1: <laughs> yeah
2: just watch how the grappling changes you know yeah. uh it's the same thing when we'll do like um if you guys haven't played with a shock knife, it's the best thing in the world. But it's uh, like a little, you know, stun gun knife yeah. where the blade is electrified.
0: So, uh, Bruce, who's on here occasionally, he's had yeah. several chances to play with one. I have not yet come across one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward oh, to man. it.
2: They're awesome. They're awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, you, we'll practice, let's say, knife defense uh, against a plastic knife, you know. And when people know... Even unconsciously, when they know that they're not going to get hurt, they behave a certain way. Yeah, right. Yep. All of a sudden, you give them something where they're going to get 900 volts, then then it's real. (laughs) Then their knife defense becomes incredibly, like so much better. You know, it's like, (laughs) and by knife defense, I mean evading and running. Yeah, I don't mean you know that's that's your knife defense. You know, you're not taking risks when you can get so. Um, That's what we do. So I. By I've I've met a lot of guys that have come to the gym that have experience in other let's just say for lack of a better word reality based or combat styles Mm -hmm. like sistema or krav maga or like these other things and those other systems definitely have value but I think if you're not doing a sport component along with it you're gonna get whooped in a fight you know you're just gonna get whooped like I'll take I'll take a four year Krav Maga, I mean, I'll take a four year high school wrestler over a four year Krav Maga student any day of the week.
1: Right, you know? right. Yeah, because he's doing it for real all the time, practicing.
2: He, he has far fewer techniques available to him, but what he has been doing for four years is functioning under pressure like nobody's business. Right. You know? Whereas most Krav Maga, not all of it, is very like sort of, you know, you're not sparring. You know, mm-hmm. There are some good coaches that I know where they are having their students throw on the, the blower suits or the padding and, and, and have at it with each other. Yeah. But there's also a lot of um, unfortunate Krav Maga, like health, health club Krav Maga, yeah. let's just say. or it's theoretical
0: you know. application. Yeah. yeah, and we're not picking on Krav Maga specifically. That seems to be a feature no, 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 of no. a lot of martial arts these days is there's, there's good stuff and then there's the strip mall.
2: Oh, I, I know some bullshit Combat Sambo people, too. Right. Like, uh, I'm constantly getting in trouble for calling people out. And I, I've decided to just stop being the Sambo police because it's, it's like Hamburger Hill, man. You yeah. Just, you, you, they just keep coming over that hill. So, yep. like, whatever, you know. Yeah. So, every style has it. But, um, you know, it's like I have... You know, like, uh, well, I, I won't, I won't name the style, but there's a guy that I know that trains a certain style where they like to dress up in black suits with booties. And, uh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and I and I say to him all the time, like, dude, I'll take a, I'll take a, a, a four year high school wrestler over your senior guy week any day. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's it's too much of the uh, the it's booties. The too deadly. Yeah. I cannot cannot train this. You're yeah. just jealous because they
1: got the booties, though. Come on, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> hey, Sambo has booties. We just, right. to- we just don't have toes on ours.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. Sambo <laughs> slippers. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, and, it, you know, uh, you've got your wrestler. Uh, if he then studies Sambo or boxing or something else and adds that in, then you're working on a holy terror. Yep. And there are also people, you know, like... Frankly, most of the stuff I do, not a huge competitive element to it. Um, although sure. we do our own thing, we always had our tequila sparring nights and, and yeah, that yeah. sort of nonsense. But you know, um, you can also get experience if your work happens to involve dealing with fractious people all day, or yeah. you know, like I was a dog catcher for a long time and going out with yeah. a stick and catching you know Rottweilers yeah. and pit bulls. Uh, <laughs> That you know, you learn things from the actual doing of stuff like Absolutely. that. That you're that you probably never going to get in class. Uh, you yeah, it's it's you'll not get it about from a sport, but not from you know typical class. You have,
2: sure. have to go into competition. You know, you don't have to go into competition. You just have to have some live. You have to make sure that training live is part of what you do. Yeah, you
1: experiential know? wisdom is kind of always yeah. where it's at.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I worked in um, throughout my career before I ran the gym full time. I I've worked in uh, a locked unit at Bellevue Hospital, I've worked in the ER at, at a urban, you know, medical center where I've had to break up fights between family members and stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. I've heard, I've heard you, Dave, say before on the show that really just life experience can throw you these training opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, you don't have to go to war, you know, like, I've, you know, like the, I personally hate the term warrior, you right. know, like. I am I'm sort of a a a, re, uh, a literalist like if you haven't been to war then you're not a warrior.
0: But <laughs> exactly.
2: But I'm you at the same time you can still be having a regular job, you know, being a, a hospital security guard or just even a mailman or whatever that you're going to have to come across physical altercations, you know. Um so that's yep. why we train this stuff.
0: Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I, I get <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Double down, bro. Uh I guess the main thing I was getting at with that was um that we should not overlook those training opportunities too. We should, you know, as long as you survive it, you need to analyze because of course in real life even if it's something you do for work or whatever, it's not systematically engaging in it like you do in a sport. It's yeah. you get a little here, you get a little there. It's usually by surprise, but you really need to step back and analyze that stuff later and oh, learn yeah. as much as you can from it because, you know, yeah, every actual confrontation you survive is makes you more likely to survive the next one if you con- yeah. consider it.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it's a big part of any martial art instructor is to debrief these, you know, with their students. If if a student comes in having had some kind of experience, it's real important to sit down with them and, and the other class and just sort of let's go through what happened. You know. Yeah. yeah. Point those, and those laugh. Are, yeah. Yeah. Those Correct. are real important.
0: Try that again, Craig's being a dick. (laughs) Come on, now, man. No, but yeah, no. Those are
2: important teaching moments. You can't let those pass you by. You know,
0: right? Well, um, what have we missed here on throws? We've kind of talked about and around them for for you know close to an hour now. Have we? You, what's your personal favorite? If you can get it, what what do you like to get?
2: Uh I'm a I'm a foot sweep uh, I'm a foot sweep guy for sure. That's my my thing. And 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 I guess the other call it a pancake or maybe wrestlers might call it a um, a lateral drop. Um that's also one of my go-to's. Like uh probably foot sweep, lateral drop and then the inside trip are my big 3. Nice. With with drop shoulder throw coming in fourth probably. But if you if you if you're going to spar with me pretty good chance i'm gonna try a foot sweep or an inside trip or a lateral <laughs> drop you know it's one of those three right nice can be coming your way you know
0: and those are the threes practiced all day long every day and get you even though we know it's coming now
2: <laughs> yeah
0: greg yeah. Uh, how about I'll, I'll throw that one over to you you got any especially favorite throws in your system or that you yeah
1: um one that comes to mind that i you know while we were talking um i was thinking about kind of translation between styles and whatnot as far as so that we could all understand what the hell we're talking about um you know because i hear all that, you know no dachies and i have no clue what that is um but this one type of th- throw if you call it that we would more call it a lay down um is something that uh, dave would uh, probably associate with swallow uh some type of thing where basically you get a little bit of foot action Not hugely important at the initial setup, but let's say you're driving in for a deep punch or maybe you're even from the clinch, um, but something where you basically get the palm of your hand under their chin and push straight up, literally straight up, while the other hand then reaches around to the small of the back. Then the footwork comes into play, and you're pulling and pushing, um, that sort of thing. And it's one of those... uh, kind of setups that I like because from there it can become its own throw or because the guy's not going to be standing still while all this is happening. He's going to be squirming you know he's going to be trying to get a grip or drop ass or whatever it might be. Then it can easily go into a shoulder toss, a hip toss or whatever because you were in the center line with your limbs and it can reach out to change grips if you need to. Um, So that's kind of like one of my favorite uh, go-tos to be honest.
2: Yeah no I know exactly what you're talking about that yeah that's 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 a good one you know cool well you drive the you drive your palm straight up the center line on the guy right up under the chin yep up 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 boom over in the yeah, hand exactly deep. yeah totally that's it that's and that movement that will transition into a nice back trip like you said it'll transition to a lot of different
0: things mm-hmm. yeah that's uh it's an outside single change in bagua okay it has the exact same throw in it <clears throat> we usually don't do it on the center line though We'll try to get outside of an arm, yeah. push up under the uh, you know the chin. You can control the back with the other hand as you start to turn, and that's it's a little bit different there, maybe right. specifically because when you turn, you drop your weight and grind the elbow in to finish the takedown if you're trying to drop them straight down with it.
2: Well, what I've always and I and I I've never done bagua, but I've watched some of it. What I've always liked about it is the circular aspects of it, and you know, I've. It, everything has to be done in circles. There's not too much stuff that really works well in straight lines. You know, even right. if you're you're doing a <laughs> penetration, you're going to have to turn eventually, right. or come um,
1: back, and you're going to come back on a different plane, and there you have a circle in a different plane. Yeah, yeah.
2: In fact, the the throw you were just talking about, Craig. That's that's you know that's circular. Exactly. That's circular.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. So. Steve was just forming the ball there, doing some yes, he was. orbit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, th- yeah, those are the kind of throws I like, too. You know, for, uh, like from the inside, you know, swallow would be uh, a double arm. Uh, right, right, right. A two-on-one throw, basically, where I'm doing this for Steve's benefit. If you imagine you're clinched with somebody, <laughs> go wrist inside of the elbow on this one, turn, yep. and you do that steal a step. So, basically, you're giving them a heel to trip over at the same mm-hmm. time, and you just push that forearm to the ground. Yeah. And,
2: I mean, good, go good ahead good throws. I was going to say, good throws should feel effortless. If you mm-hmm. do it right, yeah. the guy should feel like uh, he stepped on a banana peel or something. You know, It's like it just happened, and you're like, oh, wow, that was awesome.
1: You yeah. Know? Well, and in my opinion, also on your part, because if you're, if you're really having to juice up too much, and I don't like those kind of throws where I'm really having to strain with my muscle to lift, pluck, or do anything like that. I like something where my timing, my positioning was just so right and perfect that it whoop, yes yeah if yep. you're
0: if you're straining i think you need to reverse it anyway <laughs> like yeah yeah you're you're trying too hard to go one way and the guy's going to read that um, yeah like i love uh you hear that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you might make a guest appearance here in a second cool. um uh what was i t- oh like when i uh david lynn's one of the best uh, throwing artists i've ever been around and he really, it's just spooky how easily he sets you up for stuff. And, you know, other people will try to do the same throw on you after he shows it to you, and you feel him straining and tugging and pulling and pushing and it's just not there. And he comes over and it's just like, up, oh, down.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah totally. Um, it's so impressive when people are like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, well, alright. We've Tagged our favorite throws, kind of all that. We have oh, thrown down. Last question. Last question. Uh-huh. Do you have any overtly ridiculous throw that sometimes you'll show people just for because the effect? It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I'll tell you what mine is. I've I done don't, this at dim- oh, I, which I, Oh, one sorry. One cut is. in on. Um, I'll t- I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you go for it. <laughs> um, uh, I do this occasionally at demonstrations, just to to get the reaction out of people. But there's right a, out of
1: snake, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: out of the the snake form. There's a throw where basically you you underhook on their outside arm and put the back of your hand on the back of their neck, right. and you turn and reach around behind yourself and you grab their leg you know their pants or whatever and then you pick them up and you just twirl them around like that till you're ready to drop them Um, (laughs) not the most effective thing in the world probably it's a little I mean it would work actually but why do you want to carry the guy around you know
2: (laughs) well yeah that's like you can do a fireman carry where you pick the guy up and run him across the room and drop him, or you can just you know (laughs) drop under underneath them real simple and do it but uh I don't know. I don't have too many fancy ones. I mean, they're not really. I, I'm all about just being practical, you know? Right. Um, I guess the most fancy ones are like flying-type takedowns, you know, mm. that I might show in a demonstration, which I don't do too much flying around these days. I, I love the younger guys. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I yeah, I find it harder <laughs> and harder to get the, the elevation on those. But those are definitely like flying scissor takedowns. Oh yeah, and things like that are are um, pretty cool, you know. Yeah,
0: impressive to see.
2: Yeah, yeah, but they're actually practical too. They work, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Um, they definitely work. Yeah,
0: yeah. Craig, you got any fanciness you like to break out at parties? Well, it's funny he mentioned that. That's
1: <laughs> um, that's one of the ones like we have in our traditional Northern Shaolin two man kind of form. It's you know theoretically a form full of nothing but applications but it's really meant for show and one <laughs> of the things is straight up jump up rub, you know wrap your legs around them do your little twist waist as you fall down and you know take them down it's yeah, yeah flying scissors take down type thing um, and so that's that's kind of fun and, and there's a few others that like we call cartwheel throws where literally you know we we step in deep and we sweep their leg you know by Kicking our leg back, and as though we're literally doing or about to do a cartwheel, and their leg is kind of um, back behind ours, their arm is under ours, and we go into a cartwheel. So we're going down nice. into a cartwheel, and they're going back onto their back. Um, oh, cool! It's it's yeah, it's effective and it's cool looking. It's just extremely hard to pull off positioning, timing, and stuff like that. You know,
2: there, there's a nice uh, cross side inside trip where. I'm attacking uh, the cross-side leg of my opponent, mm-hmm. going for an inside hook,
0: mm-hmm.
2: both on the outside, and then I just do a somersault right from there, and that forces him to, nice. to roll, and you can usually come out into a, a pretty funky leg attack from there. Right, you know? right. So there, there's a lot of the cool flying and rolling stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's no really, doubt. But cool.
2: when it comes down to winning tournaments, those aren't really the ones that you, you do most of the time, you
0: know? Right. Indeed. <clears throat> Low probability. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, Steve, cool. it's it's been great having you on the show again. It's been too yeah, long. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with my work schedule being so weird, I'm sure we'll be deep diving again at some point in the future. When we get into the chin now, we'll have to get you on to be the leg lock expert.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Hey man, if you got any listeners out there in your neck of the woods that wanna bring me down for a seminar, then I can get down there. We could do a live episode. You know
0: Sweet We need to get to work on that. We gotta
1: make yeah, something yeah. happen. Let's make a conversation conversation happen offline. I mean I'm sure we could actually uh, make some of that happen. We got more than enough people down here that might be interested in something like that.
0: That's true. That'd be cool. All right, well, We'll take this out to the Champagne Lounge then, and we'll see you folks back here in just a minute.
2: Seltzer Lounge, man. Seltzer Lounge, that's (laughs) it. (laughs) think just to show her a trick. She had so many friends.
0: Okay, folks, we're back.
1: <laughs> we well, <they> are back.
0: <laughs> Always a great time having Steve on the show, obviously. Definitely.
1: Definitely. It felt so long because it really was oh i didn't realize you were feeling it ah uh, you know when you miss a little steve you miss a lot of steve you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yeah well the, let's put it this way folks uh talks are in the works about maybe doing some high palooza action down here in atlanta so yes indeed we'll, we'll get back to you with more details on that as they develop
1: yeah for you local listeners you'll be loving up on that and even some of you not so local listeners
0: yeah, maybe so yeah. This is our chance to get together and all join hands and sing Kumbaya in a circle while Greg plays the ukulele and capers about.
1: <laughs> in my high off sticker uniform.
0: That's right. So if you want to see that and many other fantastic things, just stay tuned to this channel. That's right. All right. Well, speaking of breaking news, dee-, dee 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 it's time for news, news, news with Craig S. Keasling.
1: Dee 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 I wish I had one of those hats. You know, like uh, what's his name, Ferdinand the Frog.
0: I, well, I'm not familiar with this
1: fella, but no, the guy on Sesame Street. Remember, he, he was a frog and he had the hat.
0: What kind of hat did he have?
1: It was like a news hat. It said news on there or press, it said. Oh
0: yeah yeah, the little press tickets sticking yeah, out of his yeah. hat yeah.
1: That frog. Uh Craig we could make that happen. Kermit, that's it.
0: Yeah. Kermit Kermit
1: <laughs> I prefer Ferdinand, but Kermit will work.
0: You were throwing me off with the Ferdinand. <laughs>
1: Uh, All right. What
0: you, oh, by the way, news provided by a friend of the show, Ryan Lindsay. Tonight. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Thank
1: you, Ryan, once, once again. Yep. Man, and and uh, on short notice too. I got to say, I was pretty impressed with that. Oh yeah. We no. talked about this yesterday. I was like, "Are we going to get news?" Bam! In my <laughs> inbox.
0: I know it didn't. I, I sent him an email from the porch on my phone last night, and then I am thinking maybe he'll have time tomorrow. You know? Right. And then. About an hour later, I think here's your news. That dude is on it. Yes, he is.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Ryan. Well, John Copenhaver, I think it's pronounced better known as War Machine.
0: War Machine. Oh my God. War Machine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Actually, you know, I looked this up. The guy actually legally changed his name to War Machine.
0: Uh, that tells you something about him right there doesn't it yeah
1: well and and to give you a, a, a visual the guy has a tattoo of a hand grenade on his neck as well yeah yeah he's an interesting cat anyway um you know he's been in the ufc uh been a bellator fighter and whatnot been in trouble with the law for much of his adult life um 2007 then again 2008 2012 all kinds of different stuff well, War Machine turned the war on his ex-girlfriend who, you know, this is this is an interesting story because she's, uh, you know, she's, she's a, porn a porn star. star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christy Mack is her name. And he basically, he walks in, he walks home, you know, and this happened in uh, Vegas. And he walks in to the house and she's in bed with, as they say in the news, her friend, Corey Thomas. And... Uh, one machine, was not pleased about it at all. He proceeds to whip the living shit out of Mr. Thomas uh, right there while they're in bed, um, supposedly for about 10 minutes before he says, all right, now get the fuck out of the house, right? So, dude does. Once he's, you know, dealt with that, while he's dealing with that, uh, ex-girlfriend is 911 in it, trying to hide the phone. Luckily, she did, because one machine you know proceeds to whoop the living shit out of her choking hitting all kinds yeah, of stuff and she
0: had broken up with this guy by the way yeah yeah he was not supposed to be around
1: <laughs> no and he had already had a <laughs> uh, stalker no reports. Business exactly yet. stalker reports and uh, what do you call them you know uh, the the law says stay away thing what do you call them uh, uh, restraining yeah restraining orders and all that kind of shit um you know i don't get it but she ends up in 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 the hospital with all kinds of stuff. But anyway, you know, he, I saw
0: pictures. I mean, he turned her face into a pumpkin. He yeah, really
1: broken ass shit out
0: of it. Assload of killer with a dull knife.
1: No, 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 no. What,
0: what happened with it? No. That?
1: Okay, so he he knocks a bunch of teeth out, broke a few ribs, um, is choking her and all that. He pulls out a a dull knife that he has and you know he's making all kinds of nasty things you know you know you want to sleep around you want poke blah 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 he starts to with his little knife tried up he's pulling up on her hair and trying to cut her off cut it off the oh, hair okay. not scalper but just cut off a bunch so he's hacked a bunch um he drags her into the bathroom uh into the shower um you know and starts getting uh you know, you like it this way you like it that way groping her and doing all kinds of stuff and he's like well i'm gonna go in the kitchen find a sharper knife to finish the job and every news report i saw saw that in quotes so evidently that's what he said okay um and that gave her time to you know squeeze the fuck out um which is great but yeah it's it's really fucked up in in this article luckily there was a a link to a you know if you'd like to see what her report of this event is click here but warning it's graphic and so on and so forth and i did so and it brought me to her uh twitter account and that this
0: points out a huge problem with the internet yeah
1: the internet uh the meathead mindset the wannabes the everything else and you get an ass load of these hashtags she deserves it hashtag um you know my hoe is is never uh what loyal hoe's not loyal or something else anyway yeah, there's just this a bunch weird, of
0: misogynistic mra bat. culture just erupting it seems like on the internet right what now. what
1: is an mra um
0: the men's rights activists
1: yeah we need that yeah uh huh yeah good lord but
0: so yeah it's just it's atrocious. what pe- It's the anonymity of the internet. I think that's one of the reasons I like martial arts and I like being on a martial arts class because try running your mouth like that. Yeah,
1: BIP. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've, we know we've had assholes show up sometimes. I've had to go to one of my teachers at one point and tell him, because he didn't see it, hmm. but tell him, look, this new guy, If you don't want blood in the parking lot,
1: oh yeah, (laughs) you need to
0: do something with Mm it because he's spoiling for trouble, right? And we're going to give it to him.
1: (laughs) Spoiling the enjoyment of everybody else—you're pissing everybody else off. I didn't pay for this, right? So
0: you talk to him, or we're going to talk to him. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's that's the kind of you know. To be honest, I don't. I've never heard of this Wall Machine before, or Christy Mac. You know, I've got my my different kind of porn. You know, (laughs) (laughs) she don't do your movies. (laughs) That's right.
0: No, I don't. I wasn't aware of her career. War Machine. You know, you hear about Wall Machine. (laughs) Wall Machine kill. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't follow that stuff too closely anyway. It, it wasn't, so he, was, he was not a top tier fighter.
1: No, it but. wasn't to me either. Till, I got to say, till I clicked that link and saw the Twitter responses, and I'm like, you bunch of little bitches. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd love to get a piece of you <laughs> fuckers <laughs> no. with that. She deserved it shit. Nobody deserves anything, bro.
0: No. And this girl, just, they were totally not a couple anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even you, if they were a couple, you don't go walloping on people. Right, right. If you, if you realize, oh, well, they're sleeping with somebody, okay.
0: I mean, if you walked into your house and you were married and some guy comes running out of your bedroom with his pants around his ankles, you might be forgiven for popping him in the face. Yeah. But then you can't go on a rampage and beat up everybody. Yeah, You, Yet, you no. just can't do it. <laughs> you got to sort it. Use your words, people. Mm-hmm. And don't if use you... them like you do on the Internet. Use them like a human being. And if you really want to get <laughs>
1: revenge, just go sleep with somebody else or just say, how about this? Here's a genius idea. The relationship, since we agreed on loyalty, now there's not loyalty, we're not together anymore. Let's just break up. How about that? Ta-da! It's really that easy. People
0: in high school can figure this shit out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no joke. But
0: War Machine. War War Machine. Your punishment will be more severe. (laughs) (laughs) War Machine couldn't figure that shit out. And now it looks like he might go to jail for life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And might it might be where he belongs. It it looks that way. Looks that way. Um, yeah, and it's funny because it was like uh, you know, even though he legally had his name changed to Wall Machine, the judge was like, straight up, I'm calling you Copenhagen. I'm I'm not doing that War Machine not calling bullshit. Him war Machine asshole. No,
0: no. Yeah, they're gonna call him Washing Machine in prison. <laughs> Nicely
1: done. I believe they are. <laughs> or Soap Machine. Soap Machine. soap.
0: Ooh, hey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Eagle Scout saves a life at the karate studio. That's right. I am an Eagle Scout. I am indeed.
0: I know you wouldn't know this about Craig Kiesling if he didn't just tell you this. That's right. He was quite the little sporty Eagle Scout when he was a kid. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Coke bottle glasses like bubbles <laughs> <and> fucking <laughs> like bubba. <laughs> like bubbles. Oh. I do fucking love kitties. Uh, Gary laser eyes. <laughs>
1: All right, so Bailey Smith out of Park City, Utah, uh, is a high school senior. Uh, he's also, obviously, been a Boy Scout. Uh, he's been a Boy Scout for about ten years. Been Eagle Scout for the past two. Um, he's also kind of like a um, student teacher at Bobby Lawrence karate in quarry village okay anyway during a class one afternoon in may this is a little while back and you'll understand why a student a fellow student in her 30s was visibly struggling okay she was sparring struggling yeah Uh, in other words they're they're doing kind of their two steps and sparring and whatnot and uh he sees her start to lose energy and kind of just dragging out of nowhere um she just sits down for a minute. He goes over there, takes a the blood pressure and whatnot, and sees that her heart rate is real high, breathing real fast and shallow, yada, yada, yada. So you having a stroke? Not sure. Um, the kid was also a ski patroller at Park City Mountain Res- uh, Resort, so he's seen a lot of um, you know bang-up jobs, and he's had to kind of use his abilities there.
0: Anyway, the student— Skeeter hit tree trauma?
1: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he says i have seen plenty of people out of the trees this way he puts it <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. so the, anyway the uh 30-year-old student gal she uh, she she sits down and all of a sudden after you know or while he's trying to take pulse and all that she literally just leans over and passes out um, so the kid calls to somebody says call 911 and he's doing these sternal rubs um, to check and make sure she's truly unconscious got no response a couple of minutes later, he he's not freaking out, but he gets concerned because she stops breathing, um, and he as he put it, I took a few measures to open her airway, um, doing and I know exactly what he did, and they mention it later because we learned this in the Boy Scouts, you know, you know, uh, yeah, laying the head back, lifting the air passage, you know, tilting the chin back, and all this kind of stuff, um, you know. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to do a what they call a finger swipe check and see if there's anything obstructing Look, I, the passage i do
0: that to mr baby all the time exactly He'll eat a leaf or a pine needle or anything you drag it on your shoes it's in his mouth <laughs> so. right so
1: anyway um you know she she gets the 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 medical uh staff gets there takes her off to the ER and all that good stuff and, and she has a full recovery um and the doctor said you know if he hadn't acted when he did you know she could have been in serious trouble they, they never or really said damage or, yeah. yeah they never really explain exactly what what she had um but there is an interesting twist to this story it's not just the eagle scout one of the reasons that i kind of picked this um story um he says his scout troop took a few months to honor uh him because i kind of kept it on the down low uh when his mother heard what happened she thought recognition would be a great thing for Bailey, especially because he's applying to colleges. I'm trying to get into Annapolis and West Point. Right now I'm working on congressional nominations and all that fun stuff. <laughs> the Boy Scout motto is be prepared, and Bailey Smith was. <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. So
1: you do see my. There's yeah, he's a little interesting. Get, into
0: military he? get some Congress people. Yes. Well, indeed. you know what? Uh, whatever his motivations uh, might be for going public with it now, mm-hmm. or his mother's motivations for right, Italy, he did do it. So exactly. Good Kudos you, to kiddo. you. Good on yeah, you. Yeah,
1: on my honor.
0: Mm-hmm. My you know, duty. Can you recite the whole thing? Oh hell yeah, I can. Yeah, let us have it, Craig. The Eagle Scout Pledge or whatever y'all. It's not did the it.
1: Eagle Scout Pledge.
0: What is it? It's the, the Boy, boy scout.
1: scout Oath and the Pledge. Is like a Boy Scout is trustworthy, loyal, courteous, kind, helpful, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Yeah, dude. There should be fourteen of them. <laughs> trustworthy. Wait, is wait. trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my my wife can recite all the books of the Old and New Testament. Wow. Auctioneer style. <laughs> I don't have one of those skills. I need to develop one.
1: Yes, you do. You can do it.
0: I can. I oh. will.
1: All right. Martial <laughs> arts tricks ease pain for new moms, my friends. That's right. Out well, you of know, the I've
0: done a lot of work with unwed mothers and have you? I'm yeah. I'm keen to hear what this story says.
1: It's 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 what you might expect. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to really go through this whole thing, but it's a Japanese article out of a, a Japanese magazine. But this uh, this chick's been training, um, of course, a uh, Okinawan martial art, kobujutsu, um, but integrating it into, the, you know, the body movements from the katas and whatnot into her daily movements and chores, um, and she's found that over. You know, a period of time while she was pregnant, doing them, you know, not talking about jumping out and sparring, but just doing the different movements and um, things like, for example, opening the torso while she's trying to lift, uh, you know, her child from the bed or kneeling down on one knee and slipping a a, a hand under the child's head. And when you kneel down, doing it in that proper, you know, martial fashion and all this kind of stuff has really helped her out. And she found that like the breathing pattern she was supposed to do in some of the katas, um, helped her while she was pregnant, you know, dealing with the uh, labor pains or the pre-labor pains, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just uh, just an interesting take you know she says on carrying bags and pushing strollers, for example, um bending one's middle and ring fingers can help minimize the exhaustion when they're hanging from the forearm, and that holding the arm straight out and bending slightly forward makes it easier when pushing baby strollers you know um things that are really, really cool that that you know the because of the martial arts, you get so anal sometimes about those small anatomical things to build proper power and structure. Yeah, that finding um, interesting ways they benefit the rest of your life. Uh, like even Steve said, you know that's the real self-defense. Right. You know, right, tripping over Not a breaking thing, your neck
0: when you trip exactly, on or both wrists. But you know, and some people out there or in here might be expecting Dave's skeptical, you know, radar to go off. And here's the thing. We don't know if this is broadly applicable in general until it's studied broadly, but I don't have any problem with this because it's just someone using physical activity which we know is good for you,
1: not to mention we all like to study broads
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watch out you're gonna join with them m r a clubs <laughs>
1: oh good true true true
0: um all right, oh watchy um watchy. <laughs> Archie no dachie, Archie. ah Archie no <laughs> oh, jeez eat it. um <clears throat> but you know uh, yes if you learn how to open the pelvis as part of a martial arts stance and you're not literally like opening the pelvis like a purse <laughs> but what you are doing is sort of stretching and 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 you know lengthening the correct muscles and tendons and tissues in that area and uh, you know well, why wouldn't it help yeah this it is makes, one of those things like you would have it's to prove kind of to me duh. it's not any good for you yeah yeah, because um, <clears> you know, know if
1: you're pushing out a baby it's probably not specific yeah.
0: to you know this one okinawan martial art no, or this no. one specific breathing pattern or any of mm-hmm. that but you know it's i think it's long been known in medical literature that it's good for pregnant women to stay active you know back in the the 19th century, they were like, oh, you need bed rest or whatever. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, for that and many other reasons, women were dying like crazy in childbirth.
1: Rest is always good, but not ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Right. But no. Now they know that women can stay really active up until Mm -hmm. like the seventh, eighth, you know, as long as everything else is kosher. Right. Late into pregnancy. And you hear all about that prenatal this,
1: prenatal that, the yoga and the whatever. They're marketing off of it. But it is similar, you know. Right.
0: The only thing you need to change is, one, avoid hard contact. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Two, um, you know, obviously you're going to change around your belly as it grows, so right. your movements are going to change. But as long as you're self-aware and you're doing it carefully, I don't think there's any problem with it at all. Yeah,
1: just don't don't do that whole telephone pole battering ram to the abdomen thing. You know, developing that gong thing. Yeah, oh, it's that's not, my favorite part. It is true.
0: True. It's, my, it's what I do right before my caber toss. Anyway, what is a caber? Look at the show notes. All right.
1: (laughs) All right. So we got an interesting uh, story here. You know, Ryan, I got got to send a special thank you to you for this, uh, this last story here. Um, I'm not sure if it just, if you did this on purpose or it just happened to be this way, but whatever the fact may be awesome. All right. You guys are loyal listeners um, have heard in the past three episodes. Now we got a theme going about this one special fella. The karate clerk also known as the gas station guy if you remember i uh shared a story about a dude who busted up a uh what a burglary at his own gas station and yep, came out yep. and he got punchy face and kicky face on old boy and, and he's no real tarzan but, he- <laughs> <laughs> but, but <laughs> for you new listeners dude. look at look it up we gotta yeah. there's a juicy one back somewhere yeah but um <laughs> And then last episode, um, I remind you guys that I, I posted up a video clip of the actual encounter that I reported on. Well, anyway, what Ryan found us is, uh, you know, this cat, also known as, you know, Karate Clerk or Gas Station Guy. His real name is Mayura DeSanayake, I guess you pronounce it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs>
0: close enough for high. Uh...
1: Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, his official nickname is Top Gun as is listed in his 2-1 uh, pro fighter uh, you know, record by sure Dogs Fight Finder database. That's
0: not a bad record.
1: Not at all. But um, anyway, back in late August, uh, he had a bout um, take place at Welterweight, and uh, he snaps off some, some leg kicks and with this, his opponent, uh, Garcia Jaime Garcia. Um, snaps off some some leg kicks and whatnot, and then catches him with a left hand as Garcia's rushing forward. Garcia hits the mat, and a flurry of ground strikes, sealed the deal. But basically, um, Mayura from Sri Lanka knocks out this Garcia guy with with punches and just a few kicks, but the punches were, you know, it was where it's at after a mere 18 seconds of action. (coughs) Excuse me. At the Savarasi Promotions Bayou Throwdown in Houston, Texas. So anyway, this uh, this little hero of the gas stations and whatnot uh, is still jamming it up in the ring. You know,
0: good. good He's arm. probably still keyed up from. Parking lot, you know, <laughs> wouldn't you be? This shit's too deadly for for now. <laughs> he can't, 20 seconds, you ain't gonna make 20 seconds with him. But I loved it.
1: Like, if you guys catch that video and it shows little clips of him being interviewed, you know, he's not like uh, pounding his chest or being a douche about it. He's like, nah, you know, I, I dealt with the situation. This is how I mean, real cool cat.
0: Yeah, the people that usually do that sort of thing are cool people. <laughs> well, yeah. we've talked to a lot of them on this show, you know, people, this mm-hmm. and that happened, uh, you know, and we just dealt with it. <laughs> <laughs> we just dealt with it, not the fella out. It's, or, you know, or just restrained them or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, it's good to hear these stories.
1: It is. I think. It is. And, uh, close up. I've got, uh, two little interesting pieces, um, on a personal note. One, um, you know, with a with a heavy heart, you know, um, I say that late last month uh James Kama uh passed away and uh he was a practitioner and teacher of uh Futsal Wing Chun as well as uh Juklum Southern Praying Mantis. and uh he taught out New York City Chinese Freemason uh society um which is an honor in and of itself. You don't you know he, he's not a Chinese cat. Um Mm-hmm. and so you got to be a little bit respected but the guy had been doing martial arts for years and years and years and was a complete badass um form function everything else i mean he did a bunch of different styles from karate to the japanese you know different intricate styles and whatnot um and just kind of fell in love with the other styles that uh i mean he was lineage holder in the foot style when chun actually
0: yeah i had never heard of this guy until you mentioned this to me mm. to be honest right <clears throat> but uh you know, hi, you uh, listeners, and there will probably be a link in the show notes. Uh, check, mm-hmm. check out this guy's bio. Yeah,
1: yeah. no one doubt. Of,
0: one of the good ones, definitely.
1: No doubt. Um, and then moving on, <clears throat> as we tend to do after death, which sucks, but, you know, it happens. Anyway, uh, on a lighter note, um, if you're a smartphone or mobile phone, uh, you know, uh, holder, and I'm guessing you are, check out the app called Quiz Up, capital Q, capital U. Quiz up! Um, I recently, <laughs> I, I recently released uh, uh, some content for the app. Uh, it's a trivia app, you know, question and answers. You can go head to head with somebody, and you know, it's multiple choice out of four answers type thing. And there's they've got gazillions and gazillions of topics and whatnot. Um, but when it came to martial arts, you only had boxing, wrestling, um, and MMA. Um, their MMA selection was really small. Um, but no general martial arts, so I created a martial arts topic for him. Gave him 500 Q and A, um, and there's all kinds of cool shit in there. So you guys check this stuff out. Now with a caveat, <laughs> okay? There's been a bit of editing. Yeah, there's been a lot of <laughs> editing because um, I've been, of course, testing out. You know, I've been playing the game a lot and, and seeing. Oh man, you know. Oh look, here's my questions, and some of them the editor just got either completely wrong. Um, or confusing you know there's like a question um what is the proper chinese term for fist and sure. and the answers you get a cantonese answer you get a mandarin answer and then two bs answers so there are two
0: correct answers yeah
1: and the original question that i wrote it said mandarin chinese they just they thought you know that's not necessary no, to superflu- take it
0: out. superfluous verbiage right there. yeah
1: so there's that, and then there's you know silly stuff. You can tell that the editor is a practitioner of a certain style of karate or whatever. Because there's like uh, questions that say, you know, what is the strongest kick out of this? You know, it's like, dude, that's a little subjective. And then you have one that says, what is the last move in the last kata of karate? Uh, which karate? Are you, yeah. Are you talking about? So. <laughs> So forgive forgive those, but other than that, I when I, you know, submitted this there was over five hundred question and answers and you've got everything ranging from detailed Chinese crap to um, you know, what is the oldest style of uh unarmed combat in Cambodia, you know, what is uh Muay Thai is equivalent in Laos. Yada yada yada.
0: What's the traditional wrestling of uh, Serbia? Serbia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was. I looked at a few of these questions. I'm like, damn, these are hard. <laughs> but listeners, you know, if you want something to spur your research, mm-hmm. it sounds like a good thing to do. Play a few rounds of this, and then all the ones you get wrong, go look up what the hell's going on there.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's it, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So Craig's out there doing it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we didn't, we didn't catch up a whole lot uh, at the beginning of the show because we were rushed. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It just was panic time there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> panic at the disco. It'll happen, brother. War machine.
0: War machine. Your punishment will be more severe. <laughs> um, so um, anything happened with you in the last couple of weeks since the last episode? We'll just tag this on at the end.
1: War machine,
0: cotton candy,
1: cotton candy. I, w- I went, uh, you and are had my a
0: cotton candy war machine. Craig. <laughs>
1: you know, I am, I am, babe. I had my first uh experience at uh American casinos. Actually, I took a little trip up to Harris casinos up in North Carolina, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, partied it up a little bit, got away from the family, and uh, played. Single adult man for the first time in many years and that was a lot of fun.
0: It's always nice when they drop the leash on you and let you go running off into the underbrush for Indeed. (laughs) They know you'll come home. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That I did.
0: So, uh, yeah, fantastic. How about yourself? Thais and I had a date night. We went to see the uh, SGU uh, special taping at Dragon Con. Oh, that's right. Same weekend. I missed that. That's right. So we didn't do the full Dragon Con thing this year, but we went down there a few hours early and, you know, people watched and hung out and goofed around and... You saw some weirdies. I saw the show. It's good to see Evan again. You know, I hadn't seen him oh, in person since Tam right. last Bernstein? year. Bernstein, yeah. Yeah. Bernstein, yeah, yep. And he may pop up on the show again at some point. Good in the deal. Future. We we talked a little bit about that. Um, but it was just a lot of fun. You know, I always that's one of my favorite podcasts, as y'all probably know by now. And uh, it's also and this we, is Stargate we by Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had my mom and my aunt in town, so they watched the kids. And uh, for the first time, and God knows how long, me and the wife got to go out and act like an pretend adult we were couple, single. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. We're not single, just childless. Yeah, there you go. Oh, the kids! I love them. <laughs> They're killing me though. <laughs> it's been- the most wonderful, joyous time in my life. And I'm slowly dying. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> brings it into clear focus, like my new glasses for my old age <laughs> right? day self. Oh, anyway, uh, you don't need to hear all that crap, though, listeners. Look, uh, <laughs> yes, they do. we've uh, actually gotten a lot of good submissions for the Martial Arts and Relationships podcast, so that will be coming up in the next episode or two. There's still time to send them in. I'm not putting a number on it. If you send me a good uh, you know, description of how martial arts has affected a relationship of yours, or in general, then I will post you some stickers. Yeah. So the first batch has already gone out, so do it i washed the uh, new subaru baja not new obviously <laughs> today and slapped a high stick i on. saw
1: that as i walked up the hill it's pretty sexy it is rather yeah. sexy
0: so you guys know you want to get one of those on you yeah. so uh go ahead and uh send them in you still got time and uh i'll just you know whoever does it
1: do it would love to have it like an episode with with like just a bunch of damn listeners, you know, send That's in stories. We're, going to on we're yeah. gonna have
0: some special guests in house, but we're you know, we're gonna work around the emails that you guys send us on this topic. Yeah. And uh yeah, aside from that, I think really all you need to do is uh, you know, be proper, out, be fit. Yeah. Like us on our Facebook page. Uh check us out at w dot uh I'll address all this mail I'm asking for. <laughs> To crypto... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
2: <laughs>
0: Address it all to uh, mailbag at com, And, uh, yeah, no, it's it's good. We're getting a little more regular with these, not super regular, and, mm. you know, don't expect it to be terribly regular, but <laughs> we're just irregular kind of people. It's kind of like our love life, But yes? I think we've proven at this point that the show ain't dead.
1: No, we're the show up, shall go on. The show
0: shall go on. So... Um, you so shall I, we. And so shall we until we don't. So I guess that's it for me. Craig, you got any last thoughts for these people? Hi, bitches. <laughs> War machine. War machine. War machine wins. <laughs> loses. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've had enough fun with this one, folks. Indeed. Uh, it was a pleasure having Steve on, and a pleasure talking to you all again. Thanks again, Ryan Lindsay, for yes the, uh, the show notes up there and the news. And until next time, we'll see you.